Thank you for listening to TMA's Practice Well podcast. TMA, helping you improve the health of all Texans. TMA has a long, proud history of promoting patient rights, advocating for physicians, and providing real solutions for your practice. We can accomplish so much when we unite in one voice. Call the TMA Knowledge Center at 1-800-880-7955 or visit TexMed.org to find out how you can join or renew your membership today. Hi, I'm Cheryl Kroviak. I manage the Texas Medical Association Education Center and produce the TMA Practice Well podcast. Today, I bring you a taste of TexMed, TMA's annual conference. TexMed offers free CME courses to members and their staff, and I'm happy to share with you a snippet from one of the popular talks this year by Dr. Michael Spritz on addiction and chronic pain patients, how to know and what to do. Please enjoy this taste of TexMed. Everyone, thanks for coming. So again, I'm Michael Sprintz. I am uh, board certified in pain medicine. I'm boarded in addiction medicine. I'm also boarded in anesthesiology. The other thing is uh, I've been in recovery myself from uh, drugs and alcohol, including opioids, uh, for over 21 years. So a lot of my talk, I come from the experience and the perspective from both uh, an addict who suffered from this disease, but also as a professional who has uh, who's been working in this field for uh, for about uh, ten years. So actually a little bit more than that. So today, what we're going to talk about, we are going to review the basics on the disease of addiction and its neurological basis. We're going to talk about warning signs uh, of how you know in my in my practice in my clinic, how do I identify someone who may have a problem? And then the last part is we're going to talk about okay, well, what do I do? How do I manage this? And I recognize that one, not everyone here is a pain doctor. Most likely no one's an addiction medicine doctor. That's fine. You know, a lot of times in primary care and in all the different specialties, addiction doesn't care. Addiction shows up in all our patients, regardless of our specialty. And the key is knowing when is it actually a substance use disorder and when isn't it? And then what do I do? And it's important to remember that pain is an experience, okay? Pain is not just a physical injury to tissue, all right? Pain is physical, yes, but pain is also psychological, it's emotional, it's energetic, it's spiritual, it's all of those things, right? So pain tracks in the brain go to our memory, go to our limbic system, our emotions, right? When the stove is hot, I know I still remember that, and that was a long time ago. So it's important to recognize that pain is not just the physical part. I mean, if anyone's ever had their heart broken, yeah, it's not physical, but it sure is. So when we think about the overlap between pain and, uh, and addiction, and, and I'm going to use the term addiction and substance use disorder interchangeably. I know there's a lot of issues and conversations going on in the field about addiction or addict and the stigma, stigma related to it. Um, well, at this point, I am boarded in addiction medicine and I'm gonna talk about addiction, but I wanna acknowledge that really where the field is moving when we're describing addiction is about substance use disorders. Um, and addiction actually covers also the behavioral process addictions as well. And we'll talk about that slightly. So the primary experience that patients with either chronic pain and or addiction have is suffering. Whether you have addiction 
you're suffering. If you have chronic pain, you're suffering. And what's the primary driving emotion for both of them? It's fear. So with addiction, how do I stop? I'm ruining my life. What's going on? How do I get more? How do I, you know, when does this end? And it's the same thing with chronic pain patients. Am I always going to have this pain? Is it going to last forever? Is my partner going to leave me because of my chronic pain? You know, I, I'm afraid every time I go to the pharmacy that they're going to judge me for having a, uh, for being, you know, quote, an addict when I'm not, I just have chronic pain. So these fears drive people's behavior. So what I'm, the point I'm getting at is the overlap between chronic pain, a patient with just chronic pain or a patient with just addiction, that overlap is really astounding. So remember that when you're, when you're managing patients who may have chronic pain or you're dealing with a patient who may have addiction. So you, you may be comfortable managing one or the other, but the reality is they're both being driven by those same core negative emotions. All right, so we're now in the era of the opioid crisis epidemic and everyone's sitting here and they're going, damn it, well, if, if, I, if I prescribe too much, I'm gonna get busted and I don't know how much too much is and the DEA is gonna come down on me and I don't know what to do. But if I don't prescribe anything, then I'm at risk of, of getting sued for, for not caring for my patient. And so I always love this one, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't. But the thing is, we do care about our patients. You know, the problem is that for most of us in training, who trained in the 90s uh, and the early 2000s, you know, what we learned wasn't correct. We realize that now. And I want to acknowledge that we are all under uh, the constraint of a healthcare system that does not, that doesn't support the patient and the physician relationship well at all. So the other piece is that virtually none of us were trained or very few of us were trained in, in the principles of addiction medicine when we first learned. I wasn't, I don't know if, is anyone else here trained in anything about addiction medicine more than one class in their medical training? Yeah, I didn't think so. I would have been surprised if it had. So the reality is, is that we now have to, we're now responsible for and we have to pick up all this extra information that no one had trained us. Um, and the other part is patients are complex. These patients with chronic pain are complex. Addiction patients are complex. Now you combine the two, it's, they're, they're challenging. And I want to acknowledge that, that we're dealing with a very challenging patient population. And now we're trying to balance, you know, pain relief and patient needs, abuse, addiction, diversion. It's hard. Dude, I'd hate to have your patience. So this is a direct quote from a colleague and friend of mine. And this was early on and I, was, I had opened up my practice and I was doing chronic pain and addiction and he's a chronic pain doctor. And he's like, dude, I would hate to have your patients. And I looked at him and I'm like, well, we have the same patients. I just manage them different. And that's a really key point. I don't necessarily, now I do have patients who just have addiction, but the vast majority of patients who come into my practice, they've got chronic pain. And I don't get into arguments with my patients about whether they have addiction or not, right? Because the moment I start, you start arguing with someone about a position, you're going to lose and the relationship is lost. And so it's really important to realize that it's not that our patients are different. You all have very similar patients that I do. We all have them. We just don't know it and how we manage them is different. Okay. So we're just going to go through the basics of addiction. Well, what is addiction? 
I don't have this slide here, but I always like to quote Cookie Monster, who says that uh, when one cookie is never enough. All right, so American Society of Addiction Medicine has, uh, has a, a new updated uh, definition of addiction. It's a treatable chronic medical disease with complex interactions among brain circuits, genetics, environment, and an individual's life experiences. The bottom line is that people with addiction do bad things that harm themselves and harm others. And they keep doing it and it's compulsive despite adverse consequences. Well, okay, how can I tell who has a substance use disorder? You know, this is the, this is the, the whole key because no one ever taught you. You need to look at the whole picture of your patient. You need to understand what's going on you know, with your patient. And you wanna be present and you wanna listen. Now, I want to acknowledge, I know we don't have a lot of time. I got 10.7 minutes and I got to figure out what's going on with my patient. And, you know, what do I do? We know that if you pause, take your hand off the door and sit down, look eye to eye with your patient. And just for a minute, listen to them. That's really important because what that will do is that enables you to, he to hear the patient and equally important, it enables the patient to be heard. Um, ask the uncomfortable questions. You know, like in the 1950s when everyone was, you know, unhappy or careful watching um, or asking about sex. And now we're like, you know, how many partners? What do you like? What's your gender? What's your preference? All of that is fine. But when it comes to addiction and substance use disorders, we're not comfortable asking them. Be willing to ask them and do it without judgment. And then watch your patient, observe their behaviors. Use risk and psych assessments, drug test your patients, check the prescription history, and you want to talk with family members and other providers. That's where you're going to get your information. Uh, because the bottom line is, it is not as obvious as you may think. So I had a colleague of mine who called me about a patient. We'll call her Mrs. Doubtfire. And she said, you know, Mike, I had this patient and she's 83 years old and she tested positive for meth. And I'm like, okay. And she goes, well, so I tested her the next month after that. And she tested positive for meth again. I said, okay. She goes, what do you think? I said, I think your patient's doing meth. <laughs> and she's like, but, but she's 83 years old. And, and, and she, I, I see a picture of her and she's like, she looks like Mrs. Doubtfire. And I gotta tell you, she looked like Mrs. Doubtfire. She did. But I reminded her, I said, remember, that when this person was 33 years old, she, she was 33 years old at Woodstock. And all of a sudden it clicked. We are now at that point where the whole 60s generation, you know, not everyone dies from addiction, right? And so we don't know who's gonna look like an addict and who doesn't, and that's really important. So again, be present and listen. And I talked about that earlier and I'm gonna talk about it again. Um, when it comes to rapport and building trust with our patients. I hope you enjoyed this Taste of TextMed. To get the complete program and earn CME credit, click the link in the episode's description or go to www.texmed.org forward slash education. Remember to like and follow the TMA Practice Well podcast so you get every episode. Until next time, stay well.